0: Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi, and joining me this evening to take your questions are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send questions to us, please, it's a uh, mess. 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag Stockwatch. Uh, David Wayne, good evening to you both. David, if I can start with you today, um, because this is not your spiritual home as a bull. <laughs> um, today was horrible. It just oh, it felt, you know, the market's down 1.2%, the rand is on, uh, on the ropes. It just felt quite ugly out there. It, you
1: know, it was and I, I just had time, and I thought I got to go through all the charts, and I started to go through all the financials, and they look terrible. They really look awful. I'm talking the banks. so invested down. You know, even one or two are okay, Capitec and so on. But but um, all the uh, all the insurers as well under a lot of pressure. So if you if you're you know, I like to get some kind of direction from charts because it gives you a view of how people are. That looked awful. You know, absolutely awful in that. So I, I don't know what it's pointing at. I'm not a pessimist. I think we're gonna get a big turnaround in the market soon. Because you know, we're tired of being grumpy. We want we want a little bit of action. We want to get our feet back into the market. So I think most of the sellers have taken place. So that's why I'm a bit reluctant to get too negative on the market. Yeah. Because I'm I'm starting to position myself for turn around, you know, so yeah. Mm. And that's it's emotional, I'm not giving you any it. for me that's an emotional feeling, rather than something based on any strong facts. <laughs>
0: well, I suppose, um, the, I mean, the market is not yeah. schizophrenic, known as a schizophrenic for nothing, a manic depressive schizophrenic for that matter. Mm. Um, Wayne, just on, on the insurers, uh, and let's get straight to discovery, because that was uh, one of the horrors on the market today, down over 10%, and actually a question has come in um, asking, so, the market didn't like discovery results i haven 't followed the reasons why. Please help. I was always concerned that discoveries post great paper results but are always short of cash. I mean, is that in a nutshell what the market is
2: spooked by? Well, look, there was no dividend, and that and that in itself isn't a problem, and <clears throat> being short of cash by itself isn't a problem either, simply because If you invest in your cash and you're not paying a dividend into future initiatives, which discovery is, and those initiatives work out to be successful, you will be well rewarded as a Mm. shareholder. So I just want to state that, you know, not having any cash and not paying a dividend in itself doesn't necessarily imply bad news. Mm. Now in discovery, I mean, the embedded value went down. Mm. And that in itself isn't a good sign. Um, there was no new business value in the change in embedded value, but then I suppose, and I looked at it. I looked at it properly. I really went through it. When you read the headline, that said headline earnings up seventy four percent or whatever the number is. Yeah. But then when you go scroll down and you go to the one table they've got in their short form announcement, it says their operating profit in brackets, which means a loss, is up two percent from the previous year. And I couldn't reconcile the difference between earnings being up and, and normalized profits being a loss and only up 2% on the year before.
0: Yeah. And you don't feel that they explained it sufficiently in the presentation, if at all?
2: I went through every presentation slide as well.
0: Hmm.
2: I wasn't at the presentation, but I, I couldn't see a reconciliation between
0: yeah.
2: headline earnings number and normalized profit being being in a loss situation. So, you know, maybe I just didn't understand it and I'm pretty sure that I might get a phone call or two tomorrow trying to explain it to me.
0: But that's irrelevant
2: whether I understood it or not. Yeah. You know, that's wow. actually relevant. The point is the market knocked it down 10%. Yeah. Now, and, and also you have to explain value,
0: these sort of things, these sort of discrepancies. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's the onus is on you as a company to make it clear why there is such a discrepancy yes.
2: yeah now the embedded value is i've still put a lot of a lot of faith in that number you know it's operating at a 25 percent discount to embedded value after today's fall so you know we, we have to keep an eye on it mm.
0: david what's your thinking because it, okay so There's this discrepancy between the results. You've got no dividend, which I agree with Wayne. You know, if you if you're building the the business, you don't want to pay out cash. Um, But then they also said, I mean, there was that line about Ping An Health, that you know they've they've kind of put in what one and a half billion rand into the business, and they may, I I don't know, I, I sort of read that as may having to raise some capital. Essentially, they say Discovery still anticipates raising a specific quantum of equity capital for this purpose. Um, to talk about Ping An Health, is that maybe a contributing factor?
1: Well, they still haven't. They still got to contribute. You know, last year they said there's going to be they're going to have to put money into uh, Ping An, and they haven't as yet, and they've got to put money aside. But for me, it's 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 my uh, it it's almost like the process syndrome. You know, where all the money comes from 10 cent, and then they spend it on all these other businesses. So you get 10 cent, a positive contributor of about hundred and ten percent, and all the other business take away that ten to bring it back and that's what that's what's happening in discovery. If you look at their traditional businesses, they find their health, their insure. I know they had a problem on their invest invest as well. They had a problem on the short term insurance side, which will go away like everything their uk businesses they're doing well, they're doing fine, and then you get new initiatives, and this just saps the energy out. And the question to um, to Adrian is, when are the new initiatives going to kick in? How many years is it going to be before they can kick in to contribute in the same way as those other businesses? And I don't see that happening. I think that's going to take a long, long time. Yeah. And they're still financing all those businesses with rand profits. You know what I mean. So you know at rand at 50 it's expensive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, this is a, the expectation stock. And mm-hmm. you can see uh, it's Discovery, to some extent, trades on expectation because people have faith in Agent Gore and his team, but you want to start seeing results at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, I'm an Arsenal
1: supporter, so I understand this. You know, <laughs> every year there's a
0: new... <laughs> you, don't uh, want, <laughs> you don't want to compare Discovery to Arsenal. <laughs> Heaven <laughs> for
1: the you go with hope and get disappointed.
2: You know, oh, God. Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's going to warrant a very.
2: Shapiro, your, your <laughs> team's top of the log at the moment.
1: Yeah, but they're also against Man City. I mean, man, I'm still wearing
0: a black armband. So. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, let's talk about another share that disappointed, and that's ShopRite. Um, and the question was, ShopRite's recent results seem fairly good. Revenue up by almost 13%, dividend up by 10%, HEPs up by 7.8%. Yet the share price dropped heavily yesterday before recovering some of that loss today at the time of writing anyway, and that was about sort of mid-afternoon. Uh, so are the large market swings due to some sort of market hysteria much ado about nothing, or is is there some other underlying reason? Any comments from the panel will be appreciated. Um, Wayne, what do you think?
2: Yes. I mean, this is very interesting. Top line growth, sales volume growth, no problem. Gross profit, lower than the sales volume, than the sales percentage growth, which means margin pressure. Because a lot of your costs are fixed. You would expect, you know, if you've got, a, if you've got 10% sales growth, you would get... 14% operating profit growth. But that's not unique to ShopRite. Everyone's under margin pressure. Then coming to net income, their costs looked a, looked a little bit high to me at over 10%. So that's why you got down to the lower percentage change in profits. Okay, so that's just the breakdown. Margin pressure costs seemed quite high. Otherwise, the results weren't bad. So, this, the, so the minus 10% yesterday was not to me a reflection of bad results out of Now, the ShopRite, they might not have been stellar, but they weren't bad results at, at all. So, in other words, this is where the market got it wrong. The market was anticipating at a 20 price earnings ratio a far better set of numbers than what came out. Maybe ShopRite should have guided a bit better as to what's coming out, but put that aside. However, when you dig into the numbers... And you take out the specials and all we know the specials in the last year, the floods and the riots. And we all know these specials and the insurance claims and the whole lot. When you actually dig down into it and look at it in some detail, operating profits were up at least 20%. So in other words, continued business, if you like to put it that way, or normalized business. So I think the market got it seriously wrong yesterday. Okay. And you know, I actually recommended to a few people who asked me about it, I'd actually buy it.
0: Yeah. I mean David you would you look care? yeah sorry. Uh, I'm saying
1: they they going to open over 230 stores. Now a company who's got that kind of confidence and with the with the reputation and uh um, you know back background of of someone like ShopRite, don't write it off uh, and they know where they going. And they're going direct for Pick and Pay as well in the lower areas. So uh, great management team. Just watch, you know that, that that they should have. who opens two hundred and thirty-five stores <laughs> in this market. You know, so I, I I'm I'm very I'm positive on them, and I'm positive on the management team. Mm. And for me, that's a you know that's a strong sign of of where they go. Yes, they're expensive, but. They deserve to be expensive simply because of where they come. And still, a lot of the a lot of the money is made in South Africa. You know, they've got out of they've got rest of Africa, but it's it's small in comparison. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so you, I agree.
1: With I just I think ten percent down is a little harsh.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, the market hasn't made it all back up. So today it was up three percent. No. So clearly, there's still some nervousness. Uh, but both of you think. Okay, this might be a buy. um what about coronation actually two two viewers different viewers have sent us questions on coronation the viewer, uh, the first viewer's question i'll i 'll ask it um, He says it seems to be taking punishment on almost a daily basis now. Ugh <laughs> is it still worth holding on to um, uh David, staying with you i mean is is coronation I looked
1: at one of that chart today. You know, you kind of miss it because you see it going down every day, but you don't realize how far it has fallen. And I think it's, it's a reflection of tough. You know, how tough things are there. Um, first of all, markets are not helping them in any way at all. So anybody in the asset management business is coming under you know, severe pressure. Uh, and, you know, when, when, you're, when portfolios are not going up, clients get very grumpy, you know, they start to stamp their feet. And they think that you should turn things around so it's very hard for them and also that's how they make money the higher the market goes the more their fees go up yeah. you know i don't know whether they have fee sharing or whatever it is or profit sharing as well so i expect that and i think it's reflective of all the of all the asset managers mm.
0: i mean when uh, i think i saw someone tweeting yesterday someone in the market saying uh, your clients will always um, they never say anything when you do well for them. The minute you do badly, there they are on the end of the phone.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, a groaning Look, uh, way. Just, just, yeah, just my input on that. I've never met a long-term investor when, when the markets are falling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: never met a long-term investor uh, when markets are falling. Everyone becomes very short-term. But just all on coronation, this thing looks...
1: Sorry, you know, all the questions you get. I'm looking for the five year, you know. Over five years, what do you recommend? You're not going to do this over five years. So no. <laughs> so, no one I agree with Wayne. As soon as there's a, a crack in the market, boy, we get the I'm call. On top
2: of you. Yeah. You, you know, you, you actually say to every client, listen, it's a long-term investment. you in your minimum. I just think five years is too short, but you in your minimum five years, yeah no that's like a, we, we're with you until the market falls
0: <laughs> but, Wayne, but anyway that's beside complete. the point your thought on carnation would you buy it now there was the other question yes
2: it looks dirt cheap i mean this thing's back to where it was at, at the peak of the pandemic mm. this is just cheap
0: okay um we we did start talking at the start of the show about um how financial shares were under pressure but there is just a question um uh, which maybe a viewer um oh gosh if my Computer doesn't freeze on me. Uh, it's uh, asking, um, can your two guests say why financials took such a knock today? Banks all fell hard. Why? The sector is cheap. Um, Wayne, if I may start with you, because we have, we've yeah. been picking financial shares, you know, even I'd say th- three months ago, um, prospects for all of them looked great. Everyone was saying, you know, buy the banks. These are you're getting great dividend deals. And suddenly the mood is very, very sour. Um, it is it, it just has turned sour. Problem?
2: But you must remember, the banks had a very strong run. Eh?
0: Mm.
2: I mean, the banks had a proper run up until April, and were one of the best-performing sectors. And even year-to-date, you know, one—not year-to-date on a one-year basis. Well, in fact, year-to-date and one year, they're still positive, and you can't say that for the share market. So yes, they have come under pressure, but there's no particular reason, I would think, any more pressure. You must buy them again. The results are fantastic. The dividends are excellent. Yeah. This is just the market effectively the market selling the winners.
0: I mean David you, yeah David you were saying you know you feel that the selling pressure is going to start abating people are gonna get tired of being grumpy. I mean at that point or even now would you dip your toe into some of the financial shares?
1: I, I, yeah I, you know what's what's interesting? I think that the market's gonna start looking for entry points. You know, Wayne mentioned one now he says look at coronation it looks dirty. And I think that's going to be the way to play it rather than trying to uh, read the overall market or play the index. Just look for some of those cheap entry points in that. And I think, um, as you say, Coronation at these kind of levels uh, had a, a wonderful tradition. It's been on the market for 20-odd years, uh, very good track record, just wait. So wait for the mood to swing, and it's going to swing. I promise you it's going to swing. This doesn't last forever. Mm. And we already feel that downward momentum slowly. You know, whoever wants to be out is probably out. So it's reflecting in those charts. But I think that the slightest bit of good news or change of news, uh, things will happen. You know, then the Fed have been throwing, as I said to you before, the Fed have been throwing grenades at us. They've you know, got <laughs> minefields out there, mortars are falling all over us, you know. Uh, eventually, they're going to run out of ammunition and, uh, you know, we'll be able to break through.
0: Mm. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you like these... <laughs> analogies um there's and speaking of selling uh, a question on uh, why is bob van Dijk selling his naspass and process shares so aggressively i think he's made himself quite a bundle of money but i suppose you can maybe content yourself with the fact that he will have to pay tax on that but um any particular reason
1: just sometimes on that you have to sell them to pay for other shares so you better look at the whole position i'm guessing I'm guessing in this respect, but in many cases where you do find executive selling, normally they have to sell some either to pay the tax and also to 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 take up other shares. So it could be a partial sale on some of the allocations that are made. But there again, I'm just having a stab at it because I don't think that uh, he would do anything like that. Or you can look deeper into that, um, you know, unless he's selling it to himself, you know, because they all buy. they're buying back shares it's the
0: most confusing (laughs) trade i still can't wrap my head around it wayne any further insight there is as to any if there is any particular reason that you've picked up
2: i can't i can't i I don't know any reason why
0: um can i just ask you though on the theory of directors selling shares the obvious you know because people say ah it's a worrying sign when a director sells stock it's it's not always and a lot of directors you know, I'm not. I'm not to be trying to be an, an apologist. Tend to have a lot of their yeah. wealth tied up in, in you know, that particular yeah. company.
2: Two two things. Number one, sometimes you need money and you can't just own shares, so you must look always, I suppose, at the volume and what percentage of total holdings people are selling. Secondly, you never know the other side to owning those shares. Those could be in some sort of structure where you borrowed money and now the money's due, and you've got to sell some shares to settle it. And the third thing is always look very carefully: is it an exercising of options, or is it actually an outright sale of shares you hold in your own hand? But it's never a positive sign.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. For, for old timers like Wayne and myself, we go back to the dimension data sale. You know, with the director. Yes, the
2: company, remember that like
1: well. Our portfolio. You <laughs> know, and uh, kind of a week after they sold the thing, it collapsed into a heap. So, always, we always say, always remember
0: data. I do feel like maybe those were the slightly more cowboy days on the JC, although, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe nothing has actually changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Moving away from tech and banks to resources, um, there's a question on Amplats, whether now would be the right time to buy. Wayne, um, I mean, these shares have been punished. Do you think?
2: As have all commodity shares, and now I'm just going back, we might as well play... The programs we recorded in the beginning of July, because it's exactly, I feel exactly the same. The market ran up, now it's running down again. It's getting near the bottom. I concur totally with David. It's getting near the bottom, somewhere around here, maybe 5%, maybe another 10% more, maybe nothing. I don't know. And, you know, as you said, the platinum shares and the mining shares have taken an almighty pounding. Look, I don't know about shorter term. I honestly don't know about shorter term. But I'm very positive on the whole platinum sector on, on a, you know, the proverbial five-year basis. Mm-hmm. And if you had to buy platinum shares now, I think you'll be very happy with your decision in three to five years' time. But it could fall more. I, I don't know. But these things have been pounded and they are actually long-term buyers, to be honest.
0: Because, you know, the, it's, industrial metals as a complex have had a torrid few weeks, uh, you know, especially yes. on, on a of the recession and recession. Um...
2: It's a normal cycle. You know, when there's worry about economic slowdown coming, the mining shares get pounded, but that's when you buy them. Mm. I don't think it's the time yet, but that's just my personal guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, they, but these are properly cheap wow. on a three to five year basis. David, they could you, fall another ten percent, fifteen percent.
0: Do, do you, uh-huh. any of these tempt you in, just on the no, basis I of the
1: to be bearish, Then you very, very, be very careful. You know what I mean? That's um, so. When I when I get bearish on a chart, then you've got to know. When I try read charts, then you've got to know. Uh oh, this is a danger. Be the contrarian. So I think I've got to be contrary to where I'm reading the charts. And I just think that, that you know, in, in in a serious note, though. When you get to these points, you say, hold on, this is looking cheap. You know, this is looking cheap, and these are the kind of pickups. You know, I, I, I haven't got a stock pick, and I'm sorry that I didn't make it because when you start to look at some businesses that have come out with some really good numbers over the week, you got to, you know, one's got to commend the management, and you say, things change. These businesses are going to do well. Mm. Uh, you know, we were talking about Fashini, Bitvest, Bitvest, companies like
0: crikey. Super <laughs> results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, David, I'm just going to stay with you because I think you have a view on this company. Capital appreciation, which both Wayne and I struggle to wrap our heads around. But the question is, um, any insight into capital appreciation as a potential investment? Seems like an uncovered small cap doing okay in a niche space.
1: They're doing very well. For, their share prices
0: come down, I think,
1: massively, you know, almost 30%, 40%. But that they're in the right areas. They're a point of sale. In other words, whenever you go to a, a retailer, you know, you now tap and go on whatever it is. They, they provide those machines where they're turning them over much whilst as technology changes. And the other thing is they're in the cloud. They're converting businesses into the cloud. Everybody needs to uh, run their operations now um, you know, not from the server under the desk, but in a, in a cloud environment, and they're providing the kind of people that will do that for you when you need to do it. So n- neat little operation, good management, nice team. Uh, again, just have a closer look at it at these levels.
0: Mm, okay. Wayne, um, there's a question on Tiger Brands asking, one would have thought that Tiger Brands has learnt uh, from the listeriosis debacle, or is its latest baby powder issue an understandable risk inherent in the nature of their business?
2: Look, it actually shouldn't be. This is not their first recall. There was another recall on, I can't remember which product. It was not
0: it?
2: Coup, yeah, coup tins. that's right. And you got listeriosis, and don't forget the biggest of them all, quite frankly, when you're talking about company problems, was uh, Dangote. Dangoti. Yeah. You know, Dangote flower in Nigeria. Yes, something's got to change here before the market changes its outlook. I've always thought that Tiger should actually, they've got fantastic brands. They should actually take that out into a separate company, take it out of the commodity side of the business. And I think there'll be huge shareholder of value unlocked there. Mm. But it doesn't reflect well on management if there's another recall. Mm.
0: I mean, David, yeah. does, this, does it just, I, I, it spooks everyone, uh, customers, I, investors, I employees. Coach, you, know,
1: you know, they lost $2 billion, I think, in, in a couple of months or however long it took them. It was a massive loss, and then the hysteriosis, and the coup, and now baby powder, and so on. It just can't run away from trouble, and, and yet it's been a company with a very strong and proud history, with a great brands. But once you got to look at management, I'm talking management over time, not necessarily at uh, poor old Mister Doyle, who's now stuck with, you know, trying to get out of this again and trying to push the company in the right, right direction. But hell, they haven't covered themselves in glory. You know, it's 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 been such a difficult time for such a good company. Yeah, I mean when I say good company, with a good name.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then just uh, very quickly, there was a question on um, Tungela um, just saying that it, had I think, went up to a record high of 379 Rand, then closed down 3.5%. Um, any, um, What's the reason? Can it be that commodity prices might drop further? I, well, I suppose they could. Um, yes. uh, when, when we were speaking about this on Monday, and I suppose Tungela is a sort of perennial um, conversational gambit. Um Yes. 379 rand. I imagine that people might have just taken some profits. Um, oh yes. no, look at the two,
2: uh, down three percent today is nothing compared to how the shares run. Look, we're going to use coal and we're going to need coal for the foreseeable future, for the you know investable horizon. We're going to need coal for at least the next ten years. Eventually, eventually there will be a serious problem in Tungela and any coal company because the product will won't be used. But that's that's probably a decade and more out. However. This looks like it's sort of piggybacking on the back of, call it for, better, for want of a better word, the gas price in Europe. Mm. This has got to come back some more. I mean, even if, it go, even if it goes back to 250 Rand, it's still been a spectacular investment. I would sit back here. Yeah, when you look at gas prices in Europe, I mean, they've spiked up massively. But in the last couple of days, they have fallen Massively
1: they come dividend sixty Rand which is goes goes come on the twenty first of September. So there's a sixty Rand dividend in that price as well. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens when that goes, you know, twenty second of December. But they can pay that again next year. Yeah. On the on the where prices are. Doesn't mean that uh you know, the dividend's gonna come down.
0: Yeah. Well I suppose that is I mean, that is the million dollar question is where the prices remain, where they are or go higher. Um so, David, we ignore you because you don't have a stock pick this evening. Um, so, we we'll scratch you from our <laughs> list. Um, Wayne, it's all on you.
2: Well, I've, I have also effectively not got a stock pick today. Okay. Because my stock pick today is cash. Mm. Because mm. I think this bear market is going to run a little bit longer. But to come back to what David was talking about earlier on, the next thing we've got to do, which is exactly what I said the beginning of, of July, the next thing we've got to do is buy shares. This market's coming back. It's coming back nicely. You'll only hear negative news. There'll just be, you know, one catastrophe after another. It's very typical of a bear market. And I think the bear market now, again, is reaching its bottom. I still think there's more to go. But this little rally we saw post the beginning of July has now sort of petered out. And we at all indicators, all sentiment, everything I look at just says bear market. This market's going to fall a little bit more, I think. And that's why I'll go for okay. cash. But you know, once again, the next move we've all got to do, and when that is, hopefully David will ring a bell. But when that is, I don't know. But the next thing we've got to do is buy shares.
0: Okay. All right, we shall uh, keep our powder dry. Uh, David, Wayne, thank you for joining us as always. Uh, David Shapiro is from Southland Securities. Wayne McCurry is from f Wealth and Investments. And just a quick reminder before I go, uh, please do tune in tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. We'll be br- bringing you the live presentation of Sunlum's interim results. Uh, until then, good night. <laughs>